Well, welcome to Palm Vista Community Church this morning as we dive into God's Word together. The title of our message this morning is, Why We Gather. Why We Gather. And so, what we're going to do for the next two Sundays, we're going to take a look at this question, Why We Gather. Why We Gather. And we're going to answer that question from the Apostle Peter's writings to the first century suffering church. We've been preaching through the book of 1 Peter since January, and we just jumped into the book of 2 Peter. So in a sense, we're going to kind of take these two weeks and do a review of 1 and 2 Peter. But we're going to answer a specific question. Why we gather? Listen, those of you who just joined the church, Adolfo and Janelis, why did you join Palm Vista? Those of you who've been members for a long time, why do you come here every single Sunday morning? Why are we going to meet in the Equip College and Career Singles Ministry? We just Our goal is to add as many names as we can to that to confuse everyone. Why will the, 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 the Equip College and Career Singles Ministry meet today? Why are we going to go grab a lunch and meet at Vanessa and Maite's house? Why will some of you this week meet together and gather together in a community group or perhaps in a smaller Bible study? Why do some of you gather together in community service? Why did the Nicaragua team gather together? Why do we gather as a church? God, through Peter, gives us three reasons. We're going to explore those three reasons. But before we get to the three reasons of why we gather, first we've got to broaden the camera angle. We've got to pull back and get a, a wide-angle view. And that wide-angle view is going to be the mission of the church. And that mission is provided to us by Jesus Christ. What we need to do is we need to listen to Jesus' final words on this earth to give us the mission that the church has, and then we're going to focus in on why we gather. There's going to be three reasons we're going to get to. But before we get to get that, let's look at Jesus' words in Matthew 28 on the screen, verse 18. Matthew 28, verse 18. Here it is. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus gives us our mission here, and our mission is that we, having been connected to God in Christ, and to one another, that we would gather to go and make disciples. The way we've depicted that at Palm Vista, this broader mission, is as follows. In Christ, the slide should be coming up of this graphic depiction. In Christ, we connect, grow, and go. In Christ, we connect, grow, and go. God connects us to himself, and then he connects us to one another. Primarily, we see that happening on a Sunday morning. The illustration that we use for you is of taking a trip. When you're going to take a trip, what's the first thing you do? You buy the airline ticket. God connects us to himself, buying the airline ticket. We had talked about that being joining the church. 
And then the day of your trip, you check in at the gate, gate B45, and that represents our Sunday morning service. But it's not enough to just check in at the gate. You next have to board, and that's the grow piece. Boarding is the grow piece, and we've talked about that being where we gather together in small groups to share our lives together. We gather together to to see what God is doing amongst us so that we might grow into the image of Christ. And then it's not enough to board the airplane, but when it lands, we have to disembark. And that's the go piece. Going to make disciples, whether it's Nicaragua, whether it's Hialeah, whether it's Pembroke Pines, whether it's Davie, or whether it's your living room tonight as you're talking to your children or your wife or your husband or friends. We go to make disciples. Disciples. In Christ, we connect, grow, and go. But this morning, I want to take, I want to burrow down into each one of those, into the connect piece, into the grow piece, into the go piece, and see what God tells us about those through the Apostle Peter. Point one We gather to connect. We gather to connect. God first connects us to Himself. And that is the impetus to gather. Look at 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 with me. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 5 on the screen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. God gathers us to himself. God connects us to himself through Jesus Christ to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, gives us this imperishable inheritance, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The reason you came to church this morning is because that God has connected you to himself. And by the way, if you're here this morning and God hasn't connected you to himself, if you're here because you came as a friend or a family member or you got an invitation or you were stumbling down the street and saw the sign and thought, hey, let me just walk in there and see what's happening. Welcome. My prayer is that God would connect you to himself this morning. In fact, he may have brought you here this morning to connect you to himself Because here's where you're going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. God has connected us to himself and we gather together because he has connected us to himself. In Christ, we connect. But God having connected us to himself means that God also connects us to one another. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. On the screen, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. When God connects us to himself, he also connects us to one another. This is what First Peter 2 teaches us. We're not just a holy person. You're not just a royal person. I know you may think you are, but you're not. (laughs) You're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're the people of God. When God connects you to himself, he connected you to one another, not just uh, family lines, but in the church. This is God's purpose. Why do we gather? Because God has connected us to one another in Jesus Christ. This afternoon, 
the equipped college and career singles ministry is going to come together. We're going to gather together. Why? Because we're saved. God connected us to himself because we understand that he connected us to one another. And we're going to be studying a book that's entitled Change in Your Relationships by Tim Lane and Paul Tripp. And I'm so excited to lead this discussion because it's going to be about forgiveness, absorbing the cost. What an appropriate thing to study because you know when God connects us to himself, in a sense that's the easy connection. Why? Because God's perfect. Now, he may make some decisions for you that you don't like. He may lead you into some places you don't like. That's the easy part. But you know what the hard part is? Is when he connects me with you. I don't mean to say you, but, but you and you. When he connects you to you and you do something that you don't like. Boo. <laughs> Lord, I love you. I'm glad you're my father. But what about these brothers and sisters you've given me? Right? You didn't choose your brother and sister, did you? God did. But that's why we're gathering this afternoon to study the important aspect of forgiving others when they offend us because Christ has forgiven us. I gather with them, not just out of because duty, I have to. I gather with them because I'm connected to God and I'm connected to them and we're going to help each other understand what it means to walk as God's holy people, his chosen race, his royal priesthood, his holy nation. He's making us holy. As we gather together, we are God's possession. That's why we gather on Sunday mornings. That's why you go to community group. That's why you gather for Bible studies tonight or whatever night you go to. That's why we gather one-on-one at Starbucks to talk about how to apply this message, to talk about scripture, talk about how I can remain pure in a world that's filled with lust and pornography. I gather together one-on-one. I gather together three or four. I gather together 15 or 20. I gather together 150 or 200. Why? Because God's connected me to himself self in Christ by his sovereign grace and he's connecting me to you guys so that point two we can grow we gather to grow we gather to grow we just don't gather to enjoy all this wonderful blessing and yes we do but we gather to grow this is how Peter says it in second Peter 1 3 through 4 we preached this just a couple of weeks ago His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted us his precious and very great promises so that through them, the great promises, you may become partakers of the divine nature. That's key. Partakers of the divine nature. What does that mean? That means that God saved you so that you might become a partaker in the divine nature. Does that mean that you're going to be divine? No, we don't believe that. What Peter is saying is the same thing that Paul said in Romans 8. That means that God called you to be conformed to the image of God. That's what that means. So there's a purpose. You're, now, you're no longer homeless, nationless. You're no longer a refugee somewhere. You've been adopted into the family of God. You're a holy nation. And now God calls you to be conformed to the image of Christ. He calls you to grow up. But not just individually. Often we miss that. He's called us to grow up corporately. So that corporately we can be the body of Christ. Corporately we can mature and treat each other the way God treats us. Back to the equipped meeting this afternoon. We can learn how to forgive one another when we offend each other. We can be his people, his holy people. We grow up 
into Christ. We gather to grow. We gather to be his holy nation. This week, when you go to community group, what are you experiencing? You're experiencing the life of God. He's connected you to himself. He's connected you to others. And then you want to grow. You want to experience community. You want to experience and explore and engage in God's word. And you want to encourage our mission to go and make disciples. We gather to grow. We gather to grow. I was thinking about this and, and someone came up to me just today and just reminded me of this illustration. We used this illustration a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of like we're a body. We're the body of Christ, right? Some of your hands, some of your feet, some of your elbows, some of your knees. I'll stop there. And, um, and God calls us at the body of Christ to represent Christ. Christ is the head. And he calls us to work out, to get coordinated, so that we are a body that accurately reflects God. Sometimes we need to lose a little weight. Sometimes we need to work on our arms, our legs. We need to work on our, on our coordination. We need to work out. That's that academic, that spiritual perspiration. So where do we do that? We do that as we come to church and hear the word. We do that as we come to B45 that starts in October and get up early to hear God's teaching. But it's very important. Part of those workouts, I'm working on my abs sometimes, on my legs, on my shoulders, on my arms, my neck, whatever. Crucial to that is, is the spiritual academic perspiration of small groups. Whatever that may mean for you. Small groups. Where you're getting that intense one-on-one workout. You know, sometimes that's that sparring. <laughs> and you come out of a small group and go, whoa. But God's building us up. He's doing the academic perspiration. Men, that's what I'm calling you to on, a, on August 24th, that you would get there on Wednesday night and that you would get up on the front row and you would work hard and you would work out. I don't care how much you moan and groan and complain. And that you would work God's word and read and be a man. Yeah. That's the workout so that we can walk around properly proportioned. <laughs> Not with a big head, you know, and little scrawny arms just going to walk around. What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> but God forms us into the body of Christ. Do, do you get this? It's exciting. That's what God's called us to do. That's, that's why we gather. We already have God's approval, but now he's making us into who we are. Holy nation, royal priesthood, chosen people. You're chosen, man. You're not coming to get chosen. You're chosen. You're coming to become who you are in Christ. Isn't that great? God says, you're mine. I'm yours. Now let's go. I love that. That's exciting to me. Part of, part of this sermon series, part of, of these next two sermons is to give us fresh faith that when we gather together, we gather together with fresh vision for what God wants to do in us. The scripture I just referenced, 2 Peter 1.5, for this very reason, make every effort, make every effort, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. That's what we're doing, guys. Ladies are doing the same thing. Make every effort means, like, make every effort. That's what it means in the Greek. Amazing, isn't it? I make every effort to do many things in my life, even to work out. I've been working out a lot lately. may not show, but I have been. The older you get, man, the harder it is, all right? But I make every effort because I want to stay healthy. Michael's my, you know, he's my example here. I want to have another child. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Desi faints. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
But do we make every effort for the true spiritual workout that has eternal benefits? That's the question. It's hard, isn't it? It's a Wednesday night. You drive home from traffic. Man, I drove home the other night. Do not use 57th Avenue. Can I just tell you right now? 57th Avenue, right around the Gratney. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I I lost my salvation three times as I was just waiting. (laughs) Wasn't my fault. Just glad no one pulled a gun on me. (laughs) Um, You drive home from that. It's a rainy night. You're hungry. You know? It's like I feel in the mornings when I wake up. Do I feel like working out? Are you crazy? But it's funny. After I work out, it's how much better I feel. And after you complain about going to community group or whatever group, whatever small group, after you go, normally you're driving away going, I'm so glad I went. But it was hard to get there. We'll get there. Make every effort by the grace of God. Buck up. Step up. Whatever terminology you want to use, just do it. By God's grace, not to gain his favor, but because I have his favor. And then it builds you up and me up. Some of you are more scrawny than me, so you need me to be there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm more scrawny than you. <laughs> but I need him to be there, metaphorically speaking. I need a workout partner. I need someone that says, let's go, Al. Don't you? That, that's what this is about. We gather to grow. And here's the final thing. We gather to grow, not just to be these manly men or manly women. You don't say manly women. Sorry for that one. (laughs) Beautiful women. All right. Yeah. I always do that, don't I? We grow to be beautified. How's that? And that is true. God gives us many metaphors here. Not just so we can prance around and say, aren't we good looking? We are the body of Christ at Palm Vista. Aren't we perfectly proportioned and beautiful and everything? No. God calls us to grow up so we can go and battle and get hurt. I I learned that in Nicaragua this week. By the way, that's point three. We gather to go. I I learned that in Nicaragua this week. We want to be the body of Christ, strong and big, properly nourished. Listen, nourished on the word of God. I'm not eating junk food. I'm not eating pizza all the time, but I'm trying to eat well. I'm trying to have good proteins and good... I'm eating... I'm even eating... Kale. Kale? Ooh. But I'm, yes, yay, weirdo. Uh, and I'm, I'm eating it, and I'm trying to, to, to be properly proportioned, and that's what we're trying to do. I'm eating the Word of God. I'm studying the Word of God. I'm spending more time reading than I am watching a Netflix rerun of whatever. And that's a temptation for me as well as all you guys. But, but I'm doing it not just so I can say, look how beautiful I am, but so I can then get in the battle and get hurt and get tired and get exhausted like I saw in Nicaragua. Here's the truth. If God calls you to help hurting people, you're going to get hurt. To help hurting people, you've got to get close enough for them to hurt you. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand Christianity because Jesus got real close to us and we killed him. But if we're weak and anemic as a body, when we get a little hurt, we quit. But God's calling us to be strong. I need you. You need me. we got to grow so we can go. We gather to go. Let's go back to 1 Peter 2.9 on the screen. But 
You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. You know, you hear that and it's like, ah, I'm a chosen race. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I am a people of God's own possession. Now, here's why. That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God gathers us to connect us. God gathers us to grow us. And because God gathers us to send us out, we gather to go. Next week, we're going to take a whole sermon on how it is that we are sent, how we can go, what that looks like. But we gather to go. Why did you join Palm Vista? Why do you come Sunday after Sunday after Sunday? Why do those men and women that get here at 8 or 8.30 in the morning with the worship and tech and children's ministry and, and set-up crew and, 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 and the donut table and the guest reception, why do they get here early every single Sunday? Why are you going to gather this week in community groups? Why are we going to gather this afternoon at Vanessa and Maita's house? Why are you going to gather in your small group, smaller group Bible studies or one-on-one times? Why, why, why? Why did the Nicaragua team gather? They gathered to go. It starts in my living room with my closest family members. Actually, it starts in my own heart. Am I a disciple? Am I saved? Am I following Christ? But then it moves out to my wife as we take walks in the morning, and, and she's helped discipling me, and I'm discipling her. And it moves out to my children, who are now most, they're out of the house pretty much, and my grandchildren, and it moves out to, to my friends and to you guys, and it moves out to the community, and it moves out to the United States, and it moves out to Nicaragua and beyond. We gather to go. To make disciples. Here's the application for you. Will you seek the Lord this week for a fresh amount of grace to study these scriptures? Perhaps to listen to this sermon. To gather in a small group somewhere, somehow. And at least look at the text and look at the scriptures. And if you want to discuss the sermon, great. Whatever God uses, whatever means of grace God uses for you to stir you up to say, why do I gather? What's the mission of the church? How do I fit into that? So that when you gather, when we gather, we gather with fresh faith that God's going to move. I'm not just going to go. I'm not just going to punch my time card. I'm going because God's there. This is God's people. Part of who I am. And we've got a mission, and we need to get built up. We need to do some academic perspiration, some spiritual perspiration. We need to pray when I don't feel like praying. Sometimes when I pray, happened to me when I, uh, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I was, praying. I was praying in the office with Corey. I was so tired, I fell asleep. Corey and I were praying for you guys. Suddenly Corey went, hey, Al, you still there? <laughs> yeah, 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 Corey, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I was exhausted. I'm a viejito, you know, I don't sleep as well as I used to. It doesn't matter. I'm getting back up. Got a young guy like Corey to run me. Get up, you know. <laughs> um, but, but, but there's a reason why. Because God has saved me. He's called me. And he's gathered me to connect with himself and you. He's, he's gathered me to grow with you corporately. And he's gathered me to send me out to go. I pray you have fresh faith for that, friend. For the mission and the glory of God. Let's pray. Worship team, please join me up front. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would, that you would give us 
fresh faith. These are, these are, these are challenging commandments. Go and make disciples, teaching them all that I've commanded you. When we understand that teaching them all you've commanded us means that they're probably not going to like us very much at times means that we're probably not going to be celebrated in our culture. Peter was writing to a church under pressure in the first century, and we increasingly are feeling like we're a a church under pressure in the 21st century. I'm no Peter. (laughs) I'm no apostle of the church. I'm just here preaching your word. But you are the same mighty God from the first century today in the 21st century. And your word is powerful. And you've called us. You've gathered us to connect us to yourself and to one another. You've gathered us to grow us. And you've gathered us to send us out. So, Lord, our prayer comes with the confidence that you are faithful. Lord, great is your faithfulness. Oh, God, our Father. Lord, you carry us into and out of the storm. Lord, we're ready. We're reporting for duty. Alpina reporting for duty. Lord, whatever you got for me today. Is it to carry me into the storm today? Let's go, Lord, because I trust you. Is it today the day I get to get carried out of the storm? Oh, yes, Lord, because I am getting a little weak. Lord, is today a day of rest? Lord, is today a day of strategy? God, it's your will. It's your kingdom. Lord, you are the one that rules, not me. And we say, yes, Lord. Because we confess together, great is your faithfulness. Let us stand And let us sing that song. Great is your faithfulness.